Hello and welcome to Unmuted Unmastered. I'm Will and this is the internet's fruitiest music podcast. On the show this week I'm joined by James. Hello. In this week's episode we're reviewing the new album by Slow Pulp. We've got the upcoming releases you need to know about but first the news. James what have you got for us this week? This week, there's been news that Easy Life um, have been sued by EasyJet for their name. Um, so I, I've read into this a bit, and it does seem to be Easy Group rather than the EasyJet suing them. And EasyTube are a separate corporation and not um, EasyJet's whole um, parent or holding company. They're just um, the licensor and shareholder of EasyJet, but with these things, if Easy Group benefits, then EasyJet benefits. So same thing really. Um, the band have responded and say said uh, EasyJet are suing us for being called Easy Life. They're forcing us to change our name or take up a legal battle, which we can never afford. We've worked hard to establish our brand, and I'm certain in no way um and i'm certain in no way we have affected uh their business um yeah in response to easy yeah easy life had continued to, to talk um saying that yeah they've been struggling uh, financially um especially recently with all the red tape around brexit and selling stuff on tour um in europe and how most bands really are struggling because, yeah, of COVID and Brexit. Um, and that's the story, really. I mean, Easy Life has said just um, they'll keep everyone up to date, but it's, it is pretty ridiculous, isn't it? Um, I'm reading that the band was formed in 2017. And I don't know about you, but I haven't seen before 2017 i didn't see any like anything else branded easy something because you have like easy hotels and other easy stuff but i never saw an easy hotel before easy life and i feel like that's probably like easy groups main the main argument for for the name but like easy life is it's just a term really isn't it easy life and there's a space between easy and life as well so this has like no foundation but Again, it's still a larger, um, much richer company that is just trying to squash this band that don't really have the financial, well, financial means to really tackle it. But hopefully they they sort something out. Yeah, it's just very surprising. Yeah, it sucks. And like the easy group... Like it, it seems so ridiculous. Like this company that is best known for their flights now, now does like toiletry products. I bought some Easy Bleach. I think I think it was like Easy Clean or something. <laughs> easy Clean Bleach. Like, <laughs> what is that? But yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Easy Life is like just a normal phrase. Yeah, it's not. It's not their shade of orange. They're not using the same font. They're not like doing the lowercase easy then with a capital at the start of the next word yeah it's nonsense and they're throwing around the fact that they have enough money to see this through 
against a band who probably don't have the finances to do that. Um, I thought in retaliation, it would be fun to go through some of the defunct ventures from the easy group um, and, and revel in some of their greatest tragedies. Uh, for example, their men's toiletries range, easy for men. That's with the letter four in there. Um, it was launched in 2004, originally conceived to challenge Gillette. After disappointing sales, the partnership with Boots was dissolved in 2006. As of 2011, it is no longer in operation, so that one went down the drain. Uh, they tried to do a car rental company called Easy Car. Um, that's apparently now defunct. Easy Cinema. They opened one in Milton Keynes. Um, and they had a DVD rental service. That's now defunct. Uh, they tried to do Easy Internet Cafe. <laughs> apparently that didn't work out for them. Uh, Easy Mobile. They tried to do a, a pay-as-you-go mobile service. That, that failed in 2006. Uh, and possibly my favorite one, Easy Pizza. They tried to do online pizza ordering and that. That failed too, so I mean we we can keep doing this if if big companies want to um go after small bands who haven't done anything wrong, we can just shame their greatest mistakes in front of the world. I feel like that's a, a good I mean it's not a fair trade, but it levels the scales a little bit. Yeah, I'm just reading, like, uh, a lot of these companies are before 2017, but, like, the fact that I haven't heard of them and no one's ever talked about it and you don't see it in cities, these companies in cities, and, yeah, I I, I really don't believe that. Like, I, I'm just reading, in, in 2008, a restaurant called itself Easy Curry um, and Easy Group... Uh, yeah, took legal action on them. But that one's a little bit more understandable because there's a lowercase e and then the capital C. But easy life is like, it's just two words, both capital letters to begin. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Easy exercise is one. I haven't seen these before. I'm also seeing here that in 2018, Easy Group took legal action against Netflix's comedy series Easy claiming that the use of its name <laughs> breaches its European trademarks. <laughs> Netflix said in a statement that, quote, viewers can tell the difference between a show they watch and a plane they fly in. Exactly. Fair, I think. Like, even if, like, Easy Life was, like, didn't have, like, a space in the middle, for example. Like, how would that at all take any revenue from the plane company from easy group at all there's no way you can argue that nothing can be easy anymore <laughs> everything has <laughs> to be hard that's owned yeah <laughs> <laughs> only challenging things for the rest of the world because challenging anything, life anything not <laughs> <laughs> right let's get on to our review for this week we're looking at yard by slow pulp it's the band's sophomore LP, released on the 29th of September 2023 on Anti. It's 37 minutes long and 10 tracks. James, what did you think of the album? 
The album this week was um, enjoyable. I think it's full of songs that really felt like they felt a lot to the songwriters um, writing them and singing them and performing them. I enjoyed a lot of the instrumentation. Um, I enjoy, enjoyed some of the the vocals. But really, in general, like the those vocals and instrumentation and the lyrics didn't really actually translate through to me um, emotionally, viscerally. Like <laughs> they didn't translate through me. Like yeah, they they didn't really touch me how other albums have before. I feel like the album didn't have too much variety, and a lot of the songs kind of just plodded along a little bit. Um, the speed of them, like the tempo of them, just simple things like that, was just a bit too slow and the energy just wasn't really there for me. Like I say, like individually the tracks are pretty good and I could happily listen to them. But when you're going through an album of them, it's just a, it's just not exciting, I guess. Um, there's some exciting parts and there's some exciting like throwback sounds to like 2000s pop rock things like that and at some points uh, some instruments pop out more than others and yeah that can be really exciting um last two tracks they really change things up or especially the penultimate track really changes things up and that's a really exciting uh well really exciting change and it brings more energy to the album but up to that point everything felt just a bit restrained and it, I just really couldn't really relate to it. Not really on like a lyrical level, but just in like sonic, sonically, it just didn't really touch me. Yeah, I thought this was very reminiscent of the sound, a, a lot of indie rock coming out around 2016 and 2017, around that kind of time. So like kind of folky indie rock bands like snail mail jsom soccer mummy um those types of artists and i quite enjoyed having that actually because it's been a while since i've heard an album that does that kind of sound because i, I think a lot of artists are now trying to look for that next thing and that sound was quite popular now artists are maybe more leaning into the kind of phoebe bridges style that's become more popular since then in the kind of folksy indie rock space. So it was kind of a a nice like redoing of those kinds of sounds, but I do feel like it doesn't really go to many new places in terms of the sound. Um, even when it does kind of mix things up, it's kind of established sounds then being represented. I think the songs are catchy. I think there are some some really nice bits of songwriting but not enough to make it kind of massively stand out as a an album that's going to stick with me i think it's just it's just a well done folky indie rock album that reminds me of you know what's now half a decade ago and the sound that was going on then it just doesn't have kind of the extra bells and whistles to mm. hook me beyond that it's also a half an hour album so if you are on the like edge of like, do I want to listen to this or not? I think you should still have a listen. Like, 
it's only half an hour, so yeah, you kind of in and out. Yeah, I said it was 37 minutes early, but I wrote it down wrong. It's 31 minutes and 10 tracks long. But yeah, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there that it's it's a short album. It's enjoyable to listen to, even if that's just going to be once. I don't think there's anything wrong with that from an album. It's just that, <laughs> that we listen to so many that we we kind of look for maybe a bit more. James, what was your favorite song on the album? I think my favorite song was that uh, Broadview song. Um, and yeah, like, like I mentioned, it really brought something different. Um, like... It kind of it kind of comes in with this like country sound, the the slide guitar, um, and then the other just when it goes to normal guitar, you, you can still hear that influence. Um, and I think the vocals really suit the style more than I thought they would suit the style. Um, yeah, throughout throughout the album, the the vocals are. Kind of like, like I said, they held back a bit more. I think this one, they somehow it made the vocals shine a bit more. Uh, I really enjoyed the harmonica in it. Um, also the banjo, which we heard like one other time on the album, or maybe a more, I might have missed it. Um, and just the instrumentation was just so lovely. Um, yeah, I think that's the part of the album that I would listen to again, like just how the band came together and the instruments came together. It just really, yeah, made that style shine. Yeah, that was a standout track to me. This was actually one of my least favorite songs. I just felt like the way that they they did the the lap steel and all of the other more folky elements just felt so overdone to me. Like it it, it was like I could predict what the melody like the melodies all felt really really familiar. Does that I like it just. It just had that sense of over-familiarity of like, oh, this is like a hundred other folks, like this kind of indie folk songs I've heard before. And I didn't feel that with the other ones. Like, obviously they kind of, they exist in a very particular kind of pocket of indie rock. But I didn't feel like, oh, this just feels like we're going through the motions of like sounding like someone else. Whereas for this song, it, it really did stand out to me. And I felt like with the lyrics as well on this one, it just seemed a bit muddled where it's kind of talking about like finding a new love after being like alone for a while, but it's also saying it's kind of okay to be a alone and it ends on this kind of message of, of saying, ah, oh, you're enough. But it, it all felt a bit kind of, flimsy and like there wasn't really much of an argument being built it's more just kind of a stream of consciousness and some kind of nice some niceties basically <laughs> rather than kind of really coming out with something like deep and meaningful from the songwriter which i did feel like there was on some of the other tracks I don't know. I feel like I've actually enjoyed the when the tracks were more simple on the album. Um, one I want to mention is I think Yard and Cramps. Like they're two quite different songs. Cramps 
has this throwback sound I mentioned earlier. Um, it has a heavier guitar and drums, but I really enjoyed the flow of the vocals. Just like, yeah, it felt like simpler, simpler lyrically, and just the, like the rhyming schemes um, just felt simple and straightforward. Um, maybe I've just like fried my brain this week from work, <laughs> so I want that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it just felt bit simpler and like yard as well like um the piano was just like the same tune over and over again but i kind of enjoy that simplicity yeah i liked i actually liked the more complex elements of cramps with the the like screeching lead guitars and and quite like strong synth sounds and the weird vocal effects, which I really enjoyed when they were just kind of subtly in the background. And then in the outro, you get them kind of being given a moment to shine as well so that you kind of get the best of both worlds there. And with Yard, I thought the... I quite liked the whole kind of guilt over not being a good enough family member theme in the lyrics, which, I mean, it's not something I haven't heard before, but it, it I think it's done quite well there. The song I'd really pick out for being like really good simplicity is Worm, which is just this really simple song about kind of longing for someone. And the verses are really short. The chorus is basically just one line repeated. It's under three minutes, you're in and out. I thought that coming halfway through the record was... I think it, it had the potential to feel like, okay, we've just run out of ideas and we're just kind of <laughs> trying to get to the 30-minute runtime here. But actually, I, I like the simplicity. It felt like a nice change. Funnily enough, I pointed out the more complex, in inverted commas, part of it, which was like the little, <laughs> the little bit of panning the vocals did um, in one of the choruses at the end. Picked that out and I thought it was lovely. <laughs> For me, the best track on the album was Mud. I think both in terms of just catchiness, where the chorus vocal melody and the the band all coming in with those kind of big hits together works really well. And I thought thematically it just felt a, a little bit like they were kind of digging a bit deeper than on some of the other songs. So it, it's kind of talking about how in a relationship, like you can feel it falling apart around you. And you've got this conflicting feeling of part of you wants to really hold on to it and keep it alive. And you're kind of scared that it's all going away. And then another part of you wants out because, you know, actually you're not all that happy in this situation. I I thought that really kind of got to the heart of, of a particular feeling or situation. I'll admit I didn't really pick up on the lyrics on most of the tracks, actually. Um but for this track, Mud, I really enjoyed the chorus um, where it does those like staccato strums where you just hear the hear the instruments for just like three beats or whatever. And then but the vocals are singing all along and you you get these like a cappella, I guess, um vocals uh, for some of the chorus and I just thought that was a great touch. Yeah, like like a lot of this, it's a kind of tried and true technique, isn't it? That that you will have heard in other rock songs, but it's done effectively here, and it it bolsters the song rather than feeling like it's detracting from it. I think one thing that has been done before, which 
might be polarizing is in doubt. Um, the chorus with the doo-doos. Um, yeah, <laughs> kind of liked it. <laughs> it was kind of cheesy, but it wasn't done an awful lot, I guess. Well, it was done quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed it. Like, otherwise, for me, the song kind of sounded quite thin. Um, but when that came in, it was a little bit more full and I enjoyed whatever the guitar was doing, some weird sounds. Um, it felt a bit more upbeat, a little bit restrained still, but yeah, decent. Yeah, I didn't really like the the doo doo doos, um, <laughs> but I thought the song around it was good. So, I, and it wasn't it wasn't so annoying that I just wanted to turn it off. <laughs> like I I can kind of ignore it in this case. Um, but yeah, the the whole kind of sound of that track reminded me of Soccer Mommy's album Color Theory, which is kind of brighter and more summery. I like that it switches up into the more kind of punk guitars on this song. You've got distorted drum sounds. You've got this kind of gritty synth bass that comes in. Um, I, I thought the lyrical themes on this one were actually quite interesting and different, where it seems like she's singing about kind of a date ending off uh, a relationship kind of well not a relationship but a situation ending after one date essentially and she's she's kind of saying how she just wanted like a chance to see where it would go um and there's a really nice lyric i think it's in the first verse lather up burn in the sun go wash the soap off of your tongue like just wanting to see like the kind of slightly more foul-mouthed version of someone like actually having a chance to get to know them i liked that turn of phrase or that way of explaining it while we're on the theme of good lyrical moments um in slugs i liked the metaphor that they use of like um they're talking about like this ex-lover that that they're kind of wanting back but kind of just kind of desiring i liked the the metaphor of them talking about them being like a summer hit that you just want to kind of keep playing over and over and over. I thought that that was a, a good way to explain that feeling of it's not necessarily logical. You're not thinking about this thing. You're not, you're not digging into the lyrics and really considering why the, why this song is something you should keep listening to. It's just like, it's just a dopamine hit and, and your body just wants it. And I feel like this song sonically kind of did well to uh put that feeling across like it felt it felt catchy and it felt like it could be get like really poppy i did feel like um just with some more dynamics and faster tempo they, they could really push it out but maybe maybe there's a reason to that um and the guitar in the between the chorus and the verse where it gets really fuzzy distorted really enjoyed that just a lovely sound love no harsh sound but lovely sound to me right let's wrap up our review by ranking the album as always the current album rankings are down in the description where would we like to put yard by slow pulp i'm in exactly the same place i was last week where this is a solid album but it's it's nothing new um 
And so I feel like I might be able to put it somewhere just above Cutworms, but then when you go down, I would choose Fireworks, Ryuichi, Sakamoto, Yeiji over this. So, yeah, it's a bit tricky. I would definitely be um, happy to pull it higher than last week's album, but yeah, I'm definitely feeling the same thing. Like, I know I kind of want to put it on that bottom half, but or bottom quarter by now. Um, but yeah, it's just difficult when there are albums that are uh, you like more, but they're lower than ones that you like less. Um, but yeah, like I said, I would be happy to pull it above uh, last week's album. So that would be at least 32. And then Foyer Red? Uh, <laughs> I think I'd pull it above. I think I might even pull it above Alex Leahy. See, I feel like maybe I'd push it above Cutworms as well. I feel like there's more to this one that I really enjoy. I felt like the back half of that album, I kind of ran out of things I was really enjoying. Whereas this one, I think, is at least reasonably consistent all the way through, with with the exception of Broadview, which I (laughs) didn't really enjoy. I think think there's more in Cutworms that I would enjoy than this one. (laughs) That's the unfortunate thing. In that case, I think it'll go in at number 30. Right, let's get on to upcoming releases this week. There's quite a lot coming out. First up, Boy Genius are releasing a new EP. It's called The Rest. Uh, It's the follow-up to their album from earlier in the year, The Record, which we reviewed on the podcast. You can go and listen back to that review if you want. Next up, The Menzingers are releasing a new album called Some of It Was True. They're kind of like a power pop slightly emo and punk tinged but mostly kind of in that kind of like pop with drizzles of punk on their kind of vein um i've enjoyed some of their previous albums but they're very much a band where i'll choose like the best couple of songs from a record and i'll listen to those and i don't really feel the need to stick with the rest of it the drums is releasing a new album it's called johnny um the all of the single art has been kind of nude pictures of him which has been a an interesting rollout i haven't really listened into many of the singles so i don't know i loved their album in 2017 abysmal thoughts it just felt like they were going right back to the kind of strip back post-punk sound that the drums started with but then kind of with everything that he'd learned about songwriting since then and then the next one brutalism was kind of a bit more dance orientated so i I don't know where they're gonna go from there next up canadian band metric are releasing a new album called formentera 2 I haven't listened to any of their recent outputs, so I don't know if there was a Formentera one that maybe you need to have listened to, to for, for this this one to make sense. Um, but if you like Metric, maybe check it out. Next up, I think another Canadian band, Land of Talk, are releasing a new album called Performances. If you like folky indie rock, go and listen to some Land of Talk. They're great. 
And their 2017 album um, would be a good one if you like the album for this week, actually. Next, Jamila Woods is releasing a new album called Water Made Us. We reviewed Bonobo's album last year, and she featured on a couple of tracks, I think, on that. At least one, certainly. Um, I think she's a great vocalist, so I'd be interested to listen to some of her solo stuff because I haven't really checked her out. And finally, rock band Creeper are releasing a new album called Sanguivore. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce that. But yeah, they're, they're a very theatrical band who like to change things up quite a bit. So um, it might be interesting to check out. I don't know that I'd necessarily recommend it in advance <laughs> of having heard it. Um, but if you're looking for something that's a bit theatrical and potentially maybe a bit silly, um, it might be one to check out. I mean, something called Sanguivore. Yeah, I, I can guess that is theatrical. <laughs> And when I say theatrical, like, they've kind of gone into, well, certainly the album that I know them best from was them being very, like, My Chemical romance That seemed to be their main, like, inspiration, rather than, like, Phantom of the Opera style oh, music. Oh, okay. Oh, well. <laughs> That's it for upcoming releases. That's it for the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you, James, for joining me. Thanks for having me on. If you like the show, new episodes come out every Monday. You can subscribe on your podcast service of choice to make sure that you don't miss one. And most podcast apps have notifications if you want reminding. If you want to get in touch with us, you can drop us an email at unmutedunmastered at gmail.com. I can now announce that the album for next week is Cousin by Wilco. No, not Wilco. <laughs> They've just been bought out by B&M. <laughs> <laughs>